Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. you're here today. Thanks for tuning in to this little corner of my sunny windowsill. I hope you're doing something just for you. Often when I am listening to a podcast, I'm doing something like mowing the lawn. So maybe it isn't glamorous, but whatever it is, I'm glad you're here. Today, I really have the great pleasure of bringing you two guests. I am talking to mother and daughter powerhouse team, Lori Siebert and Kenzie Elston. I titled this one, Growing and Growing Up Creative how a very successful business was created by saying yes. Before I give you a little bit more info about Lori and Kenzie, I want to read the review of the day. Thank you, Watto from sunny Australia for saying each one is your new favorite. At the end of every episode, I am left feeling like that was the best one yet. So many drops of wisdom all coming together so that I feel washed in positivity and inspiration each week. Not only do I get a boost to my creative confidence, I feel more life aware. Thanks, Margo, for letting me eavesdrop into your chats with your incredible guests. Oh my gosh, Watto, thank you for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Today, as I mentioned, I had the great privilege of talking to two fab creative women. Lori and her daughter, Kenzie. They both work together in a wonderful studio and just the most amazing creative projects come out of there. A little bit about Lori first. When asked to define her artistic style, Lori Siebert says that she likes to be a bit of a chameleon. Constantly experimenting with different styles and mediums feeds her insatiable curiosity. She has a very whimsical design sense and loves to play with color to give each collection that she designs to give each collection that she designs its own unique personality. She started taking private art lessons at the young age of seven and continued to study art throughout high school. This led to a degree in graphic design from the University of Cincinnati. She opened her own design firm just three years out of college in 1987. Her firm, Oleka Studios, has developed branding and design programs for influential clients such as Target, Bath and Body Works, Nickelodeon, and Universal Studios. Lori began the art licensing arm of her business 15 years ago and now works with several top manufacturers in the gift and home decor industry. Her client list includes 
Wholesaler Stem Deco, Creative Co-op, Studio M, Lang, and many more. Her licensed products have been sold through many key retailers and small gift shops throughout the United States and Canada. She has been featured in Where Women Create and Where Women Create Business magazines. She is also the co-founder of Art Biz Jam and Art Biz Jam Abundance, which provide helpful business tips and networking opportunities for women artists. And she hosts and teaches at several creative retreats each year, including her first European retreat in Southern France in 2019. She's currently creating a fun new series of online courses with Kenzie called the Creatively Curious Club. She creates every single day, dividing her time between her home studio in Kentucky, sewing, sculpting, drawing, painting, and the Aleka Studio office, meeting with clients and developing concepts with her very talented design team. Her husband, Steve, is her business partner, and she has two kiddos, Kenzie, who is a designer and works closely with her, and Tanner, who is a mechanical engineer talented family. She also has two grandchildren who light up her life. A little bit about Kenzie. Kenzie is a born creative who loves color, pattern, and all things floral. As the daughter of a graphic designer, that'd be Lori, she has been surrounded by creativity since she was born. Some of her earliest memories are crafting with her mom, making physical dolls out of quirky childhood drawings, and creating stories through tag team doodles. Growing up in a creative environment fueled Kenzie to follow her lifelong passion and pursue a degree in graphic design. Now she works part-time for her parents' design and licensing firm. When she's not illustrating, she is home with her three- and five-year-old sons, so you'll most likely find her slinging fake Spider-Man webs or making room-size blanket forts. It's been really, really fun to watch Kenzie just get more and more into the public eye. And Lori is somebody I've admired for such a long time, too. And the two of them together, powerhouse. So sit back and listen in on this wonderful conversation that I get to have today with Lori and Kenzie. Thanks for being here. I'm thrilled to be talking to Lori Siebert and her daughter, Kenzie Elston, today. Lori and Kenzie are just, to me, some of the people making the most difference in the creative world out there today. And Lori has more of a track record doing that because she's she's the mom. She's the OG. So you guys, I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, we love you, Margo. Yes. Oh, gosh. You are just high on my list. Of it. Let's just say I've been waiting six months for this. I've just thought in the very beginning, who would, who are people that I would want to share with, with everybody. So definitely you too. Thank you. Well, lots good to company share. too. Like some of the other ones that you've done have been really inspiring. Yeah. So this amazing. Is, thank you so much for having us. Yeah. I'm super glad to have the opportunity. So just tell me a little bit. I don't, I've, I've been super lucky to spend some great time with Lori and, and just sort of digging into who we are time, but we haven't done, been able to do that for a while, but I don't know much about like how you got on this creative career path. And I'm super curious because so many times I think, gosh, if I, if I'd taken a right turn or instead of a left, I've, I think I would have ended up doing it a lot more like you have. So. Yeah, I, I think I can see that for you for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can thank my sweet mama to getting me into art lessons when I was seven years old after I won a ribbon for a painting of a clown I did. So mom got me into oil painting and uh, pastels. I took lessons in this woman's basement and we did still lifes and things. And then I just, I took art all through school and high school and, and then got a degree in graphic design because 
you know, when you go to your high school counselor, they say, well, if you want to make money as a creative person, you have to go into graphic design. So, yep. so that's what I did. Took uh, It was a five-year court, well, years of study and co-op. And Kenzie actually went through the same school, same program with some of my same professors. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so cool. All they retired. all retired the year after I graduated. So, yeah. so Is that good or bad? Some <laughs> of the same projects I did, but I was doing them with Plaka and by hand. We had to do the Plaka. You did? Yeah. For the key. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I thought you did everything. By oh computer. my gosh. Oh, that's no, the no. coolest. <laughs> anyway, we didn't do anything on the computer and she, they did. Honestly, lot. we did. I think we did everything the same way because most of the digital skills I learned through co-oping, oh, we didn't really do much really? on the computer, wow. not with the, like the men professors. <laughs> yeah, Cause <laughs> they didn't know how it. either. <laughs> yeah. They well, probably they hadn't moved, it. moved much further along in their, in their yeah, uh, computer skills. Program, what it was so great at is um, they really taught you problem solving. Yeah. And I think if you have that as a foundation, you can apply that to anything. So, mm-hmm. and where and was that? They all program. Came University of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. They all came from Germany. And so it was like this, you know, Swiss, um, problems like Bauhaus kind of yeah wow and there's some perfection in there and some yeah yeah attention to detail attention it's that's a great way to learn yeah it's hard but it's that and through I co-op through school and then I got a job with the firm that I co-opt with and then I was there I wasn't there very long because I I moved to art directing a magazine I, I art directed visual merchandising magazine for, I don't know, maybe two years, I guess. And that was really cool because I was doing the magazine design, but also doing all the marketing and everything. But during that time, I started going around town and to the arts organizations and offering my help as a designer. So I was doing stuff for the Contemporary Art Center and Playhouse in the Park and doing it all pro bono because I wanted to get my name around. So so I started getting all this freelance. So three years out of college, I went out on my own and started my own design firm. And that was in 1987. Wow, that's awesome. And I had my first employee within the first three months because I was out schlepping the portfolio around and getting all this work, but then I didn't have anybody to help do the work and answer the phone in the office and all that stuff. So I- So finally- you had your first- employee for your graphic design let's just review for your for yeah. graphic design yeah. business three or four years out of college yeah I had my my I started three years out of college and within the first three months of having my own design firm I hired my first employee wow Lori that's amazing that's a that's a vision and I think I mean, sure, people were doing that because we had graphic design, but we didn't look at it in all the ways we look at it now. So well, it's funny to me because so many friends of mine, they they really could use help, but yeah. they're everybody's shy about bringing on help. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it's for the financial reasons. But what I did throughout my throughout these years is I hired a lot of co-ops from UC. So I knew they were trained in the same way that, that we were. And mm-hmm. with a co-op, you, you, you can, you know, if they don't work out, it's not like you have to fire them. They come and they work for three months. And then if that one doesn't work out so great, oh, well, 
But right. if they did work out really well, then a lot of our employees were former co-ops. So that's ideal the- for everyone because they're yeah. they're doing exactly what they went to school to do, basically, yeah. and learning if it fits. And 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 you have that fantastic pool of creatives to that you know are trained up in a way that you respect. Yeah, I mean, it was great. And I always hired um, people that were older, like, you know, juniors and seniors. So I knew they had good experience. And the woman that was ahead of um, co- the co-op program used to work for my dad. My dad worked for Mead Containers. So mm-hmm. she kind of knew who would fit well here. In fact, one of Jeremy, who still works for us, he's been here for probably 15 years. He told me like 2003, we had a chat yeah. about that. It's yeah. like, what? Wow, that's awesome. Well, we weren't even going to interview him. We got all the resumes in and his resume said um, he was in the military. And, and it what the reason that said, oh, maybe not, was because at that time we were doing all this work for Bath and Body Works and it was, there was glitter and, like, you know. Not was, what you think of when you think very, of the military. It was very <laughs> early. So I thought, oh, a guy from the, from the military, oh, is he going to even like it here? So I didn't even choose to interview him. And Sandy called me and she said, you know, you really need to talk to him. He's a great guy. And so we did. And he's amazing. And he's been here forever. And so, Mm. yeah. So it was nice to have that person in our camp on the inside. So over the years, we've done everything from we started out doing business to business stuff for banks and plastic moldings companies and just, you know all kinds of stuff like that. And at one point I realized I'm like, you know, I kind of really want to go after companies that I want to work for because we were doing a lot of the art stuff still pro bono to get creative. But I'm like, I think there are clients out there that we can get creative with and they'll pay us. (laughs) So I reached out to companies like Bath and Body Works and Nickelodeon and, you know, a lot of other companies like that. And, um, and then Target. Target. And then one huge opportunity we got that just came in on the fax machine. That's how long ago this was. Um, I got this thing from Universal Studios one day and they said they were looking for an environmental graphics company. And that, at that point, we were kind of pretending we did that. Fake it until you make it. We faked it. And we actually, we, we paired up with a, an architect friend of mine. He has a large architectural firm and we, we collaborated with him and we got the job. So we did all of the signage for the superhero Island at universal studio. Holy cow. Yeah. It was, it was kind of terrifying. And <laughs> everybody in my studio, I had a mass exodus in that period of time. We, we were maybe up to 12 people. And I think within a year and a half, nine of them left because mm-hmm. They didn't think I should have ever taken on that job to begin with. Um, They thought, you know, we're not experienced. We don't know what we're doing. And I was stupidly fearless. And oh, I don't think that's stupid. Later, one of the designers that was on that project, he told me, said, you know, I, I didn't think you should take that job. And I was scared shitless. But he said that was the most rewarding project I've ever done because you know we learned so much and we actually did do the job and I mean I knew that we had the cushion of this architectural firm like if we didn't have that like 
yeah, I can't design signs that are going to maybe fall on your head by myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that, but I would bet that some of those people are still thinking, you know, I thought at the time, like respect for saying yes to that and figuring it out. That's where that's the dividing line. That's the, the wheat from the, you know, chafe or however that saying goes, you know, it's, it's how you learn. It's how you push yourself. And, and sometimes we don't want to do that, but how awesome. Well, I also think, I don't know, I didn't used to have this mentality and I used to, you know, if somebody asked me to do something that I didn't think I knew how to do, I would just say, oh no, I don't do that. But then I don't know how it happened or when it happened, but at some point it clicked with me that, oh, well, maybe I don't know how to do all of this, but why don't I just collaborate with someone who does, who does know how to do that? And then we can, you know, kind of do it together. Yeah. And I mean, if you do, when, when we did do the stint in environmental graphics, I really learned that a lot because, you know, every project we worked on, there was a team and, you know, it was a landscape architectural firm and an architect and, you know, someone who was a color expert. And so, you know, they would put teams together that all contributed in their own individual way. So I think I, I took that away. And so now I'm, I'm not afraid. And if it's something that I'm interested in, I'll just kind of figure out, okay, who, who do we need to call on ask to, help? To, to help with this? That's so great. I, I'm definitely, I've learned in my life that collaborating is I've had my best times in collaborating, I think, because you're not in a vacuum. You're, you're working with, I mean, look at the two of you right now, you know, you, you're combining ideas, you're combining strengths. You're all going to learn something more afterwards. And it's totally, I've always loved that because I'm just like a very curious person. So like, even when I teach and host retreats, I, I learn just as much from the people there because, you know, I might teach them a technique of, you know, how you use alcohol inks, but then two or three of them will use them completely differently than the way I use them. And I'll be walking by, I'm like, oh, that's a cool idea. I think I'll have to try that. That's interesting. So that's the other reason we do these challenges, I think. Yeah. It's just really fun to see how people think. Mm -hmm. I just, I just have always been fascinated by that. You can give the same prompt to a hundred different people and you'll get a hundred different results. And I just, I love to see. how. I love that so much. I mean, that comes with teaching or anything like that where you're, and I always, you know, and it must've been really interesting for you two going through the same course with the same professors and, and you, Lori, thinking back of like, oh my gosh, I remember that assignment. You know, I, yeah. I remember one, I, cause I was a design major. Cause I, I, I applied in graphic design. Cause that's what you did at that time. Right. Yeah, um, when you were the one that made all the, did all the lettering at high school and stuff. Um, yeah. but then they dropped the graphic design program at the, where, at the school where I was, but there was still, um, amazing teachers there and whatever. I didn't, I didn't want to move. So, um, but I remember some of the art teachers that I had, I had to learn that they wanted me to do it their way. Right. The hard way you learn that, right? It's like, oh, I, what a great assignment, you know, put into three dimension and what chiaroscuro means. So I was like, I have got it. I have this great idea. And then, but then I realized after I did it that like, okay, what would Barbara Shawcroft think chiaroscuro meant and I need to do it her way. <laughs> so, yeah, but, those yeah, are, yeah. but in, but in the, that's sort of a random 
collaboration in the same way because that's that's life assignments, right? Those are working for clients. So that's actually what you're learning that you don't realize at the time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's interesting because um, our son, who is a mechanical engineer, he took art through school, but he he hated it because Tanner does Tanner and Tanner didn't want to do the assignments that he was given. He wants to draw how he wants to draw. And so I think that that kind of stifled him. Whereas I'm, I'm kind of a rule follower and I think Kenzie is too. So it's like, give me an assignment and I'll figure out how to do something with that assignment. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting how it's different for every kid. Yeah. How, how they experience um, being taught. Even like my husband, I'll like tell him how, like about projects that I'm doing. And he's like, I have no idea how you got here from like this brief. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Cause it's, he's so black and white. And I'm like, well, sometimes you have to think a little abstractly. And he's like, I think it's cool, but I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that to you. <laughs> I, I hear that a lot from my husband too. Yeah, he's Mr. Black and White as well. So he's always like, oh, what's that? I mean, who's going to buy that? You know. But Guess I, what? I, it's worked so far. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, you know, he's sort of my test market sometimes too, because sometimes I think he's right. He'll be like, he'll say, that's weird and then, <laughs> and then it'll be a collection that just doesn't sell well and I'm like yeah Steve knew, he knew. <laughs> oh man I don't know I I've been on the the art director side where I got to look at your work lots of times and I remember you know when you would bring ideas that just we were seeing them for the first time and I would always think oh my god she is so good at this like you were always bringing ideas that that were like oh, that is in my head, but I haven't said it out loud yet. You know, that kind of stuff. I've been noticing that. I remember the knit bomb one. I just remember thinking, oh, she is so good at this. You're so good at it. So Kenzie, when you, when you left school and I'll come back to Lori, but I want to catch up, kind of get you to a similar point. Did you always think that you were going to work with your mom or did you want to do some other things along the way? So that was always, I actually co-opt for my mom. I was I wasn't planning on doing that. I didn't actually want to co-opt for them. I wanted to get experience. No, um, oh, I forgot this elsewhere. Yeah. And so my very first co-op, I was supposed to. I had a job lined up in New York, and it was um, in two thousand nine. So it was like right when the recession was really bad, and like it was like a week or two before I was supposed to go and they called and told me that I, they couldn't take me anymore. Oh, wow. So I was totally scrambling then because all the jobs had been filled and I, but luckily in my back pocket, (laughs) (laughs) good one. (laughs) I had this company that I could just be like, well, (laughs) so um, I did, I worked for them two co-ops and then, which was great. I mean, it always has been in my head that I wanted to work for them, but I think that that kind of even solidified it. Um, But I did try other companies after that and I wasn't happy. Well, I worked for um, a consultancy firm for P&G for two co-ops. And then I ended up there after graduation for about five years. one, because my dad made me. <laughs> he wanted me to get experience. Yeah, like, good idea. Real experience. 
yeah, no, it, I'm really thankful that I did it. And I met some wonderful people there. It was a really great company. Um, but at the same time, it just wasn't for me. Like I'm much happier doing the work that we do here. Cause I feel like it's just all about making people smile. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. The, the thing though, too, is I love that you did try something else because then, you know, you're in the right place, you yeah. know, and that's, that's pretty lucky. That's pretty awesome. You know, the other thing, just as a mom, why I think that was a really important step for her is, you know, she has always grown up kind of comparing herself to me. Well, it's a very easy thing to do when you're in. Which I, w- I was going to ask you about. I wondered if you wanted to talk about that. I love I this. I remember when we were drawing together when she was a little girl and she was always like, mine isn't as good as yours. And I'm like, I've been drawing for my whole life, Ken's, and, you know, trying to make sure that what she was doing was wonderful, you know, but she kind of tends to do that. So working for that other firm, I think was a really big confidence boost for her. I would agree with that. Like even going to the same college, she had the same professors I had. So, you know, I think she went to that firm and there was really no background. Yeah. No no connection. connection. So, so Kenzie was Kenzie all on her own. And I think, and you know, they loved her. In fact, they still call her all the time wanting her to do work for them. And that's great. Just loved her. So I think that was, was it was a really good fit for what I like, because even though it was a branding firm, I was working um, for Pampers and Always. So it was like, doing I was actually designing the physical diaper Mm. and physical pad versus like the package Mm. so it was fun because it was kind of like a mix of both worlds there were a lot more rules (laughs) yeah a little industrial design along the way I worked with a lot of fashion designers there which was really interesting because I I learned about learned things about fashion design as well as like doing the graphic things so it was fun well, and really good to go to such a big, a company that has such reach and is working, you know, their standards are a certain way and you have to kind of, that's really, that's a smart thing to do. Well, I think also it was a good bridge on her, like learning the way that they taught you at UC with problem solving, because with working with a company like Procter & Gamble, you have to justify everything that mm-hmm. you're doing you know, why did you use this color and what does it mean? And so I think going through all of that um, was a good launch from where she was in college. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Being able to answer those questions and, you know, for yourself too. And I think looking at your art online, and we talked about this a little bit before, before I press go, but I was wondering about that because certainly my mom's hyper creative and I would always think like, how does she keep that all in her head? Am I ever going to be able to do that? But then you know, I totally respect her creativity, but, and feel like that fed me, but I, I then do my own thing. And I think when I look at your work, Kenzie, I, I think I love knowing that Lori's your mom and Lori is part of your foundation, but I love seeing that there's nobody like Kenzie. Like it is, I can tell it to you and I am crazy in love with it every time. And I just, I love what then, then it becomes a collaboration. Now you're collaborating and learning from each other, you know, and I just think what a cool place to be in. Thank you. It's she's, she's a really good, 
She has such a good fresh eye. Like sometimes yeah. I feel like I'm a little like schizophrenic. Like everything's like all over the place. We are artists after all. <laughs> That's just the way we are. Yeah. But I don't think you are. But okay. I love it because I see Lori. I feel the same way when I see your work, Lori. I think like, oh my oh, gosh, yeah. look at that. Oh my gosh, look what she's doing. But they're so you each hold your own so strongly. And I love seeing how that has carried on. And so Lori, tell me like how you got from superhero Island to product development. I have one funny story. Oh about yeah. Superhero Island. I would hear it like cracks me up. We went to, I mean, this was a long time ago, but we went to universal studios, like right after the job was done. And my mom, of course, she was like taking photos of like all the signs and stuff. And she's like, st- they did like even the men's and women's bathroom signs. So she's like, taking photos of the bathroom signs and people are walking by like (laughs) everybody has an interest I'm used to being a weirdo so I don't care oh man now I want to go because I have a boy and it's all it was you know he's 13 now but oh my heaven's sake superhero Oh God. Yeah. Her boys are the same way. Oh yeah. Yeah. My three-year-old wants a superhero birthday party. Um, Okay. So after our stint in environmental graphics, we just, we went after clients that we wanted to work with. And one of them was Bath and Body Works. And what they had us doing was at that time, they considered themselves a gift company. So really what we had to come up with was all kinds of containers or vehicles or things to put the bath and body products into Mm. to sell as gift sets. So we did tons. I mean, we'd never done that before. And we're like, Oh shit, we don't really know what we're doing here. But um, again, I, I hired people that sewed and people that made things out of wood and, you know, just, made all these different things and we would send them the three-dimensional prototypes and then that's one thing that I think has helped you a lot is you prototype things and 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 I I'll say it once and I'll mean it a thousand times over that people buy what they see if they can't quite get it into their heads or if you haven't shown it to them and they haven't thought about it yet so I think that's been a super leg up for you that's so smart well, it's it it also helps on the the making side because yeah. you know, <laughs> factories all, make what they see. Yeah, yeah, and they're really good in China at copying things yeah. to the letter. So if you give them something and they can copy it, it's good months be ahead. It's going to look just like what you want it to look like. Mm-hmm. So, so you yeah. figured that out early on. Well, I don't know. I like everything. I just kind of fall into things and <laughs> figure it out as I go. <laughs> that was a, a happy, you know, equation then. We don't usually have a plan. Like we never have a business plan. We just, <laughs> like we don't do reviews with our employee. We're very, I don't know. We just kind of keep rolling along and, oh, this is what we should do now. And my yeah. poor husband has to figure it out <laughs> how we're going to stay financially afloat. But, but I, you know what, that's a, um, that's a great thing to just touch on too, because I think, especially now when everything's so visible and everybody's feeds and plans, and this is how you're supposed to do it to succeed is, is in front of us all. Um, I think going with your gut is also, I mean, it doesn't always end up right. You know, you don't always make the right financial decision, but you make, you're certainly growing along the way. 
you know, yeah. when you do it that way, I, that's how, that's how I operate. It, I mean, uh, I make that sound like I do lead with my, with my gut and granted it, it, it's like, will this pay the bills? But, um, it has, it has made me, you know, make some decisions I didn't count on, but is also, you know, it's taken us places that are rewarding. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I look at all these courses online about how to do this and how, you know, all the planning and planning and planning. And I, it, you know, I know, I know how to plan. And of course, you know, if we do go after something, we do make some kind of a, a plan to get there and meet deadlines and all that stuff. But um, I don't know. I'm just, I've always just kind of rolled along. Yeah. <laughs> like what's next? <laughs> like an example um, in COVID, I, I've been doing, I've been teaching live for several years and licensing kind of took a little bit of a, you know, pause. So several friends, like within three, three days and one week, three different friends, some of them out of the blue that I hadn't talked to in a while came and said, you should be teaching online. And, you know, I'm kind of a believer in listening to those signs. And the fact that that happened like three times in one week, I'm like, okay. I, and people had been telling me that for a long time, but I didn't feel like I knew what the formula was or what I wanted to do because there's so many courses out there. Yeah. Yep. I hear you. Yeah. So anyway, we, we went down the path of exploring this and yeah, it's a big learning curve more than I really anticipated. And um, we do have a course that's launching through Jean Oliver's um, network sometime soon which that's a whole nother story that could take a three-hour conversation about <laughs> how that happened but um yeah so we're investigating that but my husband's like okay you've been filming and editing now for a year and we've made like ten dollars so <laughs> <laughs> so uh what's gonna happen with this <laughs> it's gonna be worth it when it all happens well, I, I kind of am always, I'm the eternal optimist and I always see like, okay, I know what the potential is here and I'm always having to like, you know, talk him into just, okay, bear with me yeah. a little Patience. bit longer. And it will yeah. Promise. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I just think looking at, um, the prompts you've put out, uh, and the, and the, Matt, so many people loving that. I mean, that's just an example of people are just waiting for you to put those things out. I you know, I, I, I believe that that's true. It's just a matter of getting it right and doing it the right way. Yeah. Cause we, we started out, we decided, okay, how am I going to be different in the space of online teaching? And so we created this creatively curious club and we filmed the first course with almost like a talk show kind of thing with Kenzie and I working side by side. And um, I, I thought that would be more unique. And yes, it is. Um, but also there were some filming things that we did that were really dumb and, you know, just a lot. I could do a course on that, how not to do this. <laughs> well, that would be good too. <laughs> So, you know, then I reached out to... Well, it's like the whole filming is its own art and it's something yeah. that almost we needed 
to take a class in before filming a class, uh, like to do it? Well, once again, in my typical style, I barely even took any online courses because, well, can't always afford them. One thing, don't always have the time to do them. Right. There's that. Um, So I didn't even really educate myself a ton on what are the techniques? I mean, I did a little bit and I did gather some video that I really liked, but a lot of the stuff that I was drawn to was more in the style that we ended up filming in, but but there's also, you know, finesse in filming. Here, here's a funny story about our 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 film crew. Oh, <laughs> so um, I knew nothing about filming really, and Kenzie did this uh, video. Asked all these friends last year to do a video for Steve's 60th birthday, and one of our his friends' son, Jack did the video for him. And so I, I reached out to our friend and I'm like, oh, so Jack does video. So he knows how to do this. And so we hired Jack as our, our film person who was a freshman in high school. He was in the eighth grade when we first started. <laughs> oh, Jack. <laughs> oh, he's an awesome kid. Yeah, he's amazing. And he did a good job for like the age that sure. he is. You know, yeah. And understanding what you were trying to put out. Yeah, right. not has a lot more to learn, which makes sense because of like, right. And yeah. so, you know, we're filming away, filming away and I'm thinking, oh, this is, this is great. And, and then you get into the editing and you're like, that wasn't totally in focus. Uh, like yeah. little things like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Little just like the attention to detail, but yeah. Right. So, and, you know, there's a lot of um, proponents for just do it. Like just stick yourself in front of a, uh, you know, those of us, the, those of us who visual is super important to, and we see those videos that we're like, oh, that's beautiful. But then sometimes getting to that point in any project, right. To that point where you know what you want it to look like it, if it's hard. So, yeah. well, it's just th- even things like um, what's on the table when you're filming. Cause yeah. you know, our table was yeah. just, a big fat mess because we just had everything on it and it was awful. It looked like a trash heap where I've learned you need to style your table yeah. and, yeah. you know, and don't have a Windex bottle in the background and, you know, I don't know, stuff that you, you get the yeah. film back and you're like, oh crap, I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you're still learning. And, and yeah. I, you know, and I think when, when it gets to a point where you're comfortable with it or, you know, Jeannie's puts it out that particular one, the, and that's the, the birds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's true of everything. Like when we first did art biz jam, which is, you know, the yearly conference we do, which you art biz jam is a super wonderful conference that Lori started with a couple of Phyllis and Paula was in it for a minute. And what it was, was just like, Hey, there's nothing bringing, these creative people together in the way that we have the idea to do. And how many years later, Lori? Uh, we've been doing, this will be our ninth year. And um, our, our first, we are Phyllis's little condo. Um, 
we had rented. Out. Yeah. Phyllis Dobbs, Lori's partner in this is in Florida. So it was yeah. just a few people there, right? Yeah, there were like 12 attendees and we had condos, like Phyllis's neighbors rented out the condos. So we had all surrounding condos. It was, and just some of the, like looking back, it's the same thing as when I look back at our filming of, you know, what we just talked about. You, you look at it and you're like, oh my God, this is, this is not where I want it to be. But the same thing about when we first started Arpish Jam. I mean, we laugh at some of the things that we did because it's evolved into, you know, the last Massive. time we did pre-COVID, we had 50 attendees. We we took bus tours to anthropology and, you know. It was we in have- Philadelphia. It was, yeah. It's amazing what comes out of that. So, and and but, what, the, yeah. and there's a perfect example of the ultimate collaboration because you two collaborate, bringing all these people together, which then, it's just so cool to watch what comes from that and how it can, how the conversations continue. And I did not really anticipate that what that was going to become at all. The the story behind ARP is jam is there's always some silly story about how things start. So I was talking to Paula one day and I'm like, I really want to teach because I want to travel and get my way paid for. That's (laughs) really, that was my whole motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so or Paula's like, well, you should talk to Phyllis Dobbs because she's doing um, conferences or retreats in Florida. I'm like, oh, okay. So I reach out to Phyllis. Well, that was just a, an idea in Phyllis's head with that had never really come to be. So then it became, okay, let's figure out what this could be. So we thought we brought on Ann Brown, who is an, an amazing product developer, as our first speaker, because we thought, well, well, we'll make it focus more on the business side. Um, there'll be creative exercises too, but it'll be focused on business because I think a lot of people need that. They need, mm-hmm. and they can interact with product developers and really you know, get one-on-one portfolio reviews and the things that you really need, especially in art licensing, which it was mostly focused on that at the time, which it's, it's now sprouted into all different kinds of ways that artists are involved in business. Um, But yeah, we just, that's how it started. It was a selfish motivation. I wanted to travel and get it paid for. And then we, that, you know, I thought it was already in place. It wasn't. So then we had to create it. (laughs) And we had to come up with the name and the branding and, you know, what, how we're going to market it and all that stuff. And, and then last year it had to be kind of reworked again. We couldn't meet live. So Phyllis, last year I was kind of wanting to do the online course thing and figuring that out. So I told Phyllis at first, you know, when we knew we couldn't do it live, I said, well, maybe we should do it virtually And then I pondered that weekend and started getting anxiety attacks over what that involves, that that learning curve plus the learning curve of the online course. I'm like, I don't know that I can do this. And so I talked to Phyllis. I'm like, Phyllis, I don't think I can really take this on this year. So she did. She learned great virtual conferences and she took that ball and ran with it. And now she's got all new people involved in that community that are so smart. And, you know, I get on some of the calls with the zoom calls and I'm like, Oh my God, these women are so smart and they know way more than I do. 
what a cool thing that this community like comes together and fuels one another and teaches one another Mm -hmm. and supports one another. It's really cool. It is. And I think, um, just watching it go virtual, um, this year was great too, because there were people involved that might not have been in in other ways. So that's, that's been cool to see. I know people listening, Lori, one of my favorite things that when I realized all the, the worldly way that you were figuring things out was as buyers and, and makers of product, we go to um, a show in China a couple times a year, just to kind of let's talk to our vendors, see what's new, see what's happening, continue those relationships. It's a big Canton fair. So I'm walking by this booth and I see this product and I was like, you can tell when an, a European or an or American has a hand in designing. And when it, I'm always, I've always got my who's knocking people off, you know, lens on. All of a sudden I come to this booth and there's these wooden pieces with beautiful screened words on, with cutouts, with these wire keys hanging in the middle. I was like, what is happening here? This is, so it was that perfect example of a product I'd never seen or thought of before. I knew it would sell ridiculously well. Come to find out, like in secret hush whispers, you know, like yeah. Lori Siebert, Lori Siebert's behind this. I'm like, what? How did she figure that out? <laughs> she's like, she's in China. It was, it was, I just was like, okay, one more gold star there. What was funny about that too is I had really wanted to work with Midwest and for whatever reason, it really had, nothing had really come to fruition as as me on my own but then they ended up you ended up purchasing that product through the chinese vendor and it was in midwest showroom. <laughs> oh my gosh you know and, and that's such a good example for anybody listening of like people tend to see like everybody's moving so fast like you're figuring like well how do i get my stuff and how'd you get in front of bad bath and beyond well that was a long time ago but you know and and that's another question like how would you do it now that we'll go to but um you know that if if uh, if someone's looking at a portfolio and only can see it as a certain way at a certain time for a certain project you have mm-hmm. to just keep putting things in front of them right in a different yeah. way and um a lot of times I had like, I, the yarn bomb was before that the yarn, bomb, like right. Lori's doing such great stuff. And you know, you're not always the only one making a decision and you can see it right. and it might not fit in, but that was like, yes, there she is doing fantastic things this way. Let's figure <laughs> this out now. I find my way in there. Yeah. Somehow. Well, you're always like, if something, you know, if somebody passes on something she's like, well, we'll just show it to someone else. <laughs> well, I mean, I, did you ever stop and count at your broadest reach how many companies you even work with at one time? Not even to mention how many, like countless probably, but at one time, you guys must be. Well, yes and no, because the other thing that I really do like is, and I, since I, I left my agent last year or whatever, I've even done this more. I really like working with a smaller group of companies and so I so I can really get an understanding for each company and who their clients are and and what they're doing and what they're thinking about doing so that I can be a better designer and maybe that comes from my background at at UC and learning that problem solving piece because 
I love sitting in a, a brainstorming session and a client telling me, well, this is what we're trying to achieve and this is who we want to reach and this is how we want it to look. Go do that. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, a little bit of the branding side of me too loves that, like the consumer profiling yes. and like figuring out who the customer actually is and like kind of diving deeper into that versus just like throwing stuff willy nilly and hoping that it sticks. Right. But I would say too, that in your life cycle of things, um, be having an agent certainly put you in front of more people than you might've on your own, which allows you to now hone in and pick who you want to work with. Because I think that's, that's the beauty of it because when you're in front of a lot of people, and you're doing that, throwing stuff at a wall, then you're, then you're able to say, who do I really click with? And Ooh. you are, you're, you're, they know they can look at you as a problem solver. Like I know when I have a project to do that, if I give it to Lori and Kenzie to solve, I'm going to get something that I really want. I'm going to get something better than what I thought I was getting or better than what was in my head, you know? And that's, those are the customers I would think you're like, yeah. Cause I like creative co-op and Demdeco and people like that. You've, you've grown your business and you've grown their business exponentially because of, because of that way that you approach it. And that's. But yeah. to your point also, like that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't been with the agent. Oh and yeah. Like the wonder, wonderful yeah. agent. And I was with them for 15 years and it was a very, very hard decision to, I'm sure I, I was very, you know, it's, it's there were like you know there were friendships there and we we still are i mean i think we handled the whole thing very well and everybody's mm-hmm. still friends and um thank god because you you never no want to yeah you don't want to burn bridges and they were gracious we were gracious and that's how things should should well, happen it's like it was, we were talking about before like you you're at a point sometimes in life you're like oh, I will never change I will never get rid of this vase I love this vase so much yeah. I will never move from this house I will never and then life goes on and you're like you know it might be time to buy a new vase it might be time to expand how I'm thinking about this particular solution yeah and that, so. those decisions are agonizing for us because we are loyal to a fault I mean yeah. we've had employees in the past that we kept on probably longer than we should have because we kept trying to you know, I always, I always thought, okay, your employees are as strong as their manager or their leader. You know, I I gotta, I gotta figure out how to make this work. How do I communicate with this person? And then sometimes you just come to realization, it's not not going to work. work. (laughs) That's a huge one. I'm, I'm right there with you. Kenzie, in your kind of your path where you are now, how do you feel it's going kind of because I feel like Lori, the cool thing about working together is, and I worked with my mom, I, we had a store together. So I always thought it was great because we attracted more clients than I would have, if it was just me making the buying decisions or just her making the buying decisions. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like, um, you're, are you seeing your client work expanding because of what you bring to it or their, their light bulbs going off? Like, yes, we can do this now. Or how is it bringing your style into, into the work more? Um, I, yeah, I definitely can see that. I mean, I think obviously like I have ridden the coattails a little bit just because it was available to me (laughs) and, um, I have been able to jump on some of the, with some of these companies that 
I potentially wouldn't have been because I will say like I'm not as good yet as throwing myself out there as my mom has always been I'm not one to be like hey I really want to do this can I <laughs> so um that's something a skill that I'm trying to learn from her and um but having said that like I think I mean, I think I'm bringing something new to the table. Well, with what I'm loving is that clients that I've worked with for a long time, you included, are now asking for Kenzie by name. We want we want Kenzie to do this project. Yeah. Or, that's happening with pretty much all of our clients. And it's it, cool because, you know, we've always had the collaborative spirit, but um, before, I would say even just like within the last year, I've even myself personally have felt that I've kind of been coming into my own Yeah, and, you know, I would work on stuff, but it was still always under my mom's name, which was fine because she, we were both like working tag teaming and she was art directing ultimately. Mm -hmm. But I think over the past like six or seven months, I have felt a lot more confident in like what I can bring to the world. And um, so that's been really fun. For even me to like have that self-discovery and be like, oh, I think I can do this. <laughs> That's so cool. I I, I think it, I bet you do. I bet it, feels, it does still kind of terrify me, like thinking about like because my dad brings up that they're probably gonna retire sometime, like within the next few years. So I'm like, oh shit, what am I gonna do? <laughs> like that like, kind of like you, scares but me. But you already have a foothold into some really great companies yeah. that love what you do. And it and doesn't mean they're never going to talk to you again. It just means they might not be lifted putting their hands on the yeah. He's like, you know your mom is not gonna stop. Like she's still <laughs> still gonna be doing stuff. So well we were we were talking Sunday we went to a flea market together and we were driving home and I said, you know she, she's doing a collection with a, another company that I, it, it would be a collection that I would have loved to have done, but I don't even really like, I'm not jealous or I don't care. I'm actually more excited because I don't know, like her, her wins are like also, are also my wins. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that they are loving her work and she is coming to her own is great to see, but also selfishly, it's allowing me to think about stepping back a little bit and yeah. doing pursuing some things that I have in my mind that I want to do in my next phase. Mm -hmm. The ultimate collaboration. And I, I would think that Kenzie used to be working for you and now Kenzie's working with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Yeah. And it kind of just happened organically, but now it's almost my mom's like, okay, well, what are you working on this week? Like, it's like <laughs> It's I've like, watched it I happen. A list of things that I'm kind of managing, and then she has her list of things that she's managing. And you know, I, like obviously, I'm still doing stuff for her if she needs it. But it's been nice to kind of like have a little bit of freedom for both of us to kind of just go with the flow. Yeah. So you have people listening right now that are going like, "Okay, you've been talking and talking, and I want to know what how I do it." Like, and it's, and there would never be, you can't follow Lori and Kenzie's path exactly. Cause we all have our own, but I would, I would love to know from both of you, Lori, from your perspective right now, as somebody like, there's a lot of people who have had a career and are wanting to be more creative and do it their way. Kenzie, there's a lot of people coming into a creative career. 
what would both your advice be on like, how do you get into designing for product designing, you know, designing for things that other people are going to buy? Okay. Well, I mean, I, I'll just tell you from experience of how I got some of the uh, opportunities along the way. And I, my very first co-op job, he told me that he goes by the, the puppy in the window hiring technique where there's always that puppy that's like scratching on the window and pick me, pick me, pick me. And, and that's the one that, you know, kind of you're like, oh, well, that puppy wants me. So I'll take that one. So I've always kind of operated in that way. Like, for example, years ago, I wanted to do work for, I went to a tabletop show and I went into the Zreich showroom, which mm-hmm. is this company. And I just loved what they were doing. So I, I decided, all right, how do you stand out to them? How am I going to get their attention? So we actually took like Bisquare, hand painted it like, like table settings, photographed them as if they were finished, put together this booklet that showed them all. And, and we ended up working with them for like, you know, several years. So I think you know, just think about yourself, like if what gets your attention, you mm-hmm. know, if, if everybody's doing one thing to mm-hmm. get people's attention, do something different, better, more interesting. Like here's a really another story. Years ago, I was working with this group of artists and we called ourselves the corn pone group. I don't know why we came <laughs> up with that name, but we were all just misfits and we would get together and just make this weird stuff. And we decided we were going to send out these containers to people that we thought were really cool. So like Tim Burton or uh, I don't know who else. So we sent this package. We found this vintage tin thing and put all this weird stuff into it and sent it to um, Klesky Shupo, which they did Rugrats or an animation company. Yeah. And some of the people in my little porn phone group were interested in that. So then I go to this marketing for kids conference and the classy Shupo guy was speaking. So I went up to him afterwards and I'm like, we sent you this package and blah. And he goes, who are you guys? What? He, He was just like, okay, where are all you guys and are any of you interested in moving to LA? Cause it was just this, how could you not look at this thing and think, who are these people? Yes. <laughs> so my friend Brian ended up going to work for them. And then my friend Chris uh, Sickles, who is an amazing, he's Red Nose Studio, look him up. Oh, wow. He ended up going out there as well as a result of doing that. So, wow. So that's two from help. sending a, a crazy package to... Yeah, they both got these, like, I wasn't going to move to LA, but they were. So that was, it was super cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, what about you, Kenzie? What do you think? I think for me, well, one, th- that is something I'm still trying to learn. Like I said, is just like a, the fearlessness of just like throwing yourself out there. So I think that that's definitely a skill that even I am learning. But I think for me, I would say consistency has been a huge factor in how I've sort of started to like take off. Um, I just made a decision 
like at the end of last year that I'm going to start drawing every day, just whatever I want to draw. And um, it's really helped me kind of funnel what my own personal style is. And I mean, mm -hmm. there have been people that have, I don't have like a huge Instagram following, but it has grown a lot since I started doing this last August. And people have asked me like, what are you doing <laughs> to like have this happen? I'm like, honestly, I just try to draw every day <laughs> and have something new and fresh every day. No easy task with two little boys. Let me tell yeah, you. There you go. Amazing thing then during nap time, but um, you know, it's just something that I've decided is important to me and I'm going to make time to make it happen. The other thing I've noticed about that from an outsider looking in is when you take time to draw what is inspiring you or is coming up for you that day, that might turn into a product because it, again, is putting something out there that somebody you thought of. And I always feel like if you, if, if we can create from our creative center, not mm -hmm. from a brief, particularly, it's always going to be more fresh. Right. So that's been really fun to be like, Oh, there's another idea. There's another idea. Oh, you guys, I love this so much. Yeah. Well, I've always too, I've tried to kind of shelter her a little bit from beating herself up too much being mm -hmm. a mom because she'll be mm -hmm. you know the whole comparison monster rears its head where you look at yeah all the people on instagram and all the things they're doing and all i mean there's huge, so much talent they're huge following there's so much talent she'll fall yeah. into that that you know hole sometimes and compare herself and i'll say kenzie you have two little boys. They, you're a wonderful mom. You're doing a great job with them. You know, just give yourself a little bit of. Yeah. And I do leeway. think that those pep talks are really also important because just as a reminder to myself that like, there's always going to be so much talent and just trying to like, instead of looking at that as um, a comparison, just using it as a motivator yeah. to like try to stand out. Like how you were saying, like, what can I do differently to make this more just me instead of like trying to be what everybody else wants? I don't know. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think I've even had, you know, people send me DMs and stuff saying, oh my gosh, I see myself in this. Or, you know, I've listened to, you know, people be listening to this whole thing that feels so successful. And then like, oh, she has that same comparison thing that I do. We all do. And you know, you guys just gave valuable tips on like how you manage it. How do we manage that? And that's, again, we can come back and talk about that, which I'd love to do. Um, but I think that's the biggest hungry beast that um, is eating away at our, at our potential sometimes. And how lucky that you have your mom, how lucky that you have your daughter, you know, how lucky we are that we have these peer groups that we've found online or, you know, from dear friends or what, whatever it may be that we can just like take a breath and go like, yeah, no, I'm just going to draw something different today. Today's a new day. I'm going to draw something different. I think that's why the, the challenge is one of the reasons I do those is because I think if it, if you give yourself a place to focus and, you know, just channel, okay, today I'm going to focus my, my creativity on drawing roses. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to think about. I'm not going to think about, you know, all this other stuff and all these other possibilities. Today I'm going to do roses. That is helpful. I will say like, cause of course I like to, it is nice to have somewhat of a loose brief. Like I love yeah. having these conflicts. I've been doing a lot of challenges because it at least gives me, like, I'm not totally pulling something out of mm -hmm. nowhere. 
I have at least some sort of starting point, even, right. but I can interpret it however I want. And that's what is nice. Yeah. Actually, I think that's another thing that's helped with her growth is she has been seeking challenges. Yeah. And that's another thing that's, I think, yeah, definitely regularly creating. There's so many out there that are so helpful. And I, and, you know, I definitely want to mention what you guys are doing. You've did the bird challenge and now you have the, this May flower challenge. And, you know, what do you think you'll do after the flower challenge? I was thinking about doing a Christmas in July. But, That's good. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I, you know, Christmas, especially in licensing every, all the companies need Christmas art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's in the back of my mind. So are you thinking challenges every other month? I I'm thinking that now, but I kind of just wanted to see how this month goes and how many people participate. And cause February, there was a lot of participation. Yeah. And I think this one, it's taking a little bit more for people to know about it. Um, and jump on board and you know there are always a lot of challenges going on but i think what i've tried to use as a, another motivator is i i'm bringing on people that are product developers at different companies like you know you were involved in the february challenge where you were looking at the art and i think that's a really good motivator for you know if they're going to participate in this knowing that a product developer from a couple companies are actually going to be looking at your Well, work. that's something you can bring that not everybody can. And that's really cool. And I think once people know that you're doing these, then they'll just be looking for them, you know? Right, right. So you have the Artful Junk Birds class coming up with Jeannie Oliver. Right. Does that have a, does that have a launch time? I was just going to email them today and find out it shouldn't be, it should be maybe in the next month or two, I'm thinking. Okay. So we'll keep an eye on that. Chair Whimsy collaboration. Um, I, there's a company called Chair Whimsy. Um, I loved her chairs forever and I, I love chairs. I have a little mini chair collection. Um, so I reached out to her about doing some, doing a collaboration. So we created Kenzie help with these. We did a bunch of patterns and then she selected the ones that she liked and she's going to do a series of chairs. She's, she ordered the chair frames and she's waiting them for them to come in and then she'll be putting. We them. will put a link because her stuff is there. She's amazing. I love that you, yeah, that you're collaborating cool. with her. That's so cool. And winner issue, the winner issue of what women create. Yeah. going to be in that issue. I, I, still figuring out who I'm going to have photograph it and what I want to write about. But yeah, I'm going to be in that. Thank That's you. good. So that'll come out next, next fall. Yes. Awesome. Well, this fall. It'll 21. Be, That's what I mean. 21 fall. This fall. Come, where are we? What, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> what day is it? It all blows, runs together. Art Biz Jam, which we talked about. And that is at the end of August, beginning of September every year. Um, it usually, I have to check in with Phyllis cause she's going to be handling the virtual conference again this year. And then we'll go live again in 2022. Um, and it'll most likely be in Kansas city and it'll most likely be in September or October. Great. And we'll put information on that May flower challenge, which we'll talked about the challenges and those will keep happening, which is very exciting. Pat Brubaker artist rising retreat in September. Yeah, I'm doing, my friend Pat Brubaker has a a lovely bed and breakfast, and I'm going to be, if they want to see all the details for that, um, they are at her website, artistrising.com. Great. 
three retreats next year. Yeah, I'm doing back to live teaching. Yay. Yay. Two of them will be at this beautiful place in Kentucky called Richwood on the River, one in May, one in October. And then we're going back to France in September to Les Sours Anglaise, which you have been. That's to. my favorite place ever in the world, Les Sours Anglaise, which. Oh, will... I didn't realize you had been there. It's like it's magic. magic. <laughs> Actually, Mark is the reason I went there oh. to begin with, because we went to Mary Englebright's conference. And we were sitting around talking about it. We were turning 50, Paula and I. And you were talking about when you went to Julie Arkell's conference there. So Paula and I went there when we turned 50. And I vowed to myself, I will go back here one day and I will teach here. That place is like, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's magical. Anybody Absolutely. listening to this, get yourself there. Yeah. It is the uh, most wonderful yeah, I went when Cooper was one and I thought I was crazy and it was the best gift I ever gave myself. And you get this won't mean anything to anybody else. But when I went, there was the barns weren't built out yet. Uh-huh. And I had I was that you you learned up in this house was abandoned, but it was like part, it was on the border of um, German controlled France during the war. Their little creek was the border. And when they found this house, it was all a abandoned and they it's just the most magical place this wonderful british couple but it was the upstairs is where julie taught in the way upstairs of the house and i had this little curtained off bed in the window that was my little room and oh my gosh magical place so that's i can't so that's happening too so kentucky les soeurs anglaise and moi and toi collaboration yeah, we both work with this company called Moi et Toi, and she found both, of, well, found me initially, yeah. I think. And then as we do, if somebody reaches out to one of us, we usually like, well, what about my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Val Boys, who her, she's very talented herself, and she has a son, Walker Boys, who is amazing. At embroidery. Yeah, she, so she has this company that does art shirts art t-shirts so oh she, that's the t-shirt uh, yeah place that you do okay yep yep yep, she yep. Reached out to us so we we work with her on uh, supplying art for for t-shirts and I just I just love her so much and her town ta- her family is so cool they're yeah. all creative and talented and yeah it's a really cool small little company yeah. well and I love it when you talk about it um on your Instagram because it always feels like you're really like you're not just promoting something you you love you can tell you really like working with them and you love what they're doing with your work your art and yeah the shirts are great too like they're really nice quality and the printing is really good I mean it doesn't feel like you know like t-shirts when it's like the plastic that's printed yeah it's It's not like that it's like printed in the fabric so well here's a funny thing about when she reached out to me she and she told me this after we started working together but she said she reached out to several artists in in the dm and like i was one of the only people that responded and i think because i mean if you look at her instagram she doesn't have a huge following yet so i think people might have looked at that and thought oh you know not interested or whatever i don't know but I, I thought, oh, art on t-shirts. That sounds cool. So <laughs> I, I reached out back to her and then we ended up talking. We had a Zoom call and just like instantly hit it off. Like if we lived in the same town, we would be best buds. So Aww. 
So yeah, so we when I talk about it, it's it's almost like I'm not selling our shirts, our shirts like I, promoting their company. I, I just want yeah. her to be successful. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the best way. There's just see that's collaboration again. So, you know, I love to ask who's inspiring you guys. You asked in the thing for three, and I'm like, really? Three? <laughs> you can give me 20. It's fine. I could write a book, I think. That would be your next project. One of the things we do once a week is we send out a newsletter to our email list um, called The Four Fabulous Finds because we're both always looking at people we love. And so we thought, well, we'll just share those with people once a week. So if people want to sign up for that, they can go to the link in our one of our bios and start getting our newsletter. We'll have that on the, in the show notes. But, um, so mine are top three would probably be Carolyn Gavin. I had her, I listed her too. I, know. <laughs> I, know. I love Wendy Brightbill. I, I just Did you see the piece she posted yesterday? I was like, yes. Killer. Oh Everything she does. I, I love. I answered with this. Um, and Molly Egan. And then who else did I put? Michelle Morin, you put. Oh, yeah. Michelle Morin. The reason I, I had always loved her work, but I recently discovered that she did a collaboration with Gorman Clothing, which I, I, I love. Gorman is one of my favorite fashion companies. Oh, I should have mentioned Gudrun too. That you I, should have mentioned Gudrun. That's, that's yeah. a whole, another fantastic story. Lori was voted. What were you, how Gudrun Sojin, I don't even know how to say that. Colorful right. woman most, most colorful woman. I was a finalist and got to go to Stockholm and that was super cool. And I have all of my friends in social media to thank for that because I, I sort of asked if people would vote for me and they all did. <laughs> but see, there's that fearlessness of being like, there's hey. the ask right there. Just do it. <laughs> Why not? You only live once. Sorry, I'm like looking through, scrolling really quick because I can't remember who all I said. You said Claire Ritchie. Oh, yes. I've always loved her work. It's like, it's so simple and minimal, but her color choices are always amazing. And I just love the way that her florals work together. Her pattern work is really great too. Such a good point. The Susie Altman, who I could just look at every day. Yes, she's, she's just amazing. I always love like, maybe this is, coming from um working on diapers but like a more juvenile um Mm. aesthetic and like I just love like quirky characters yeah and one of my all-time like bucket list items is to write and illustrate a children's book and so I don't know she just is she's just really inspiring did you see that her new little metal teapot tea set for kids oh my gosh so cute I know she's so great yeah but then also so many like people that I've just connected with recently that and you get inspired not only by their art but just like their their attitudes and motivations um like there's this girl who I have met her name is Allison Wilson and she um she's kind of like in the same boat as me she's um a young mom and um she's actually illustrating her first children's book right now and so she has that like same like juvenile kind of aesthetic and she's just really sweet and we've like talked back and forth. So that's someone else. That's what I love about Instagram, how you can get a sense from how people text like, or their words, like what they post. 
you get a sense of that person so easily. It's really funny. Yeah. And you form relationships with people that mm-hmm. way. Like it's pretty Marissa, remarkable, isn't Marissa it? Huber, who she does um, Colored Nerd Society, and she did carve out time for art. Marissa Huber, she's fantastic. I love her. And, you know, she'll send me these video messages in my DMs, and they crack me up. And <laughs> I don't know. You you are able to form really fun friendships yeah. through that. Meeting. I got to meet Marissa in person at Alt Summit last year, and she's a firecracker. Love that she girl. Is. Yeah, she's great. Oh, uh, see, so I mean, the real answer is we inspire each other every day. All of there's so many people. I just can't get enough. I really could spend. You know, I heard once, um, your job should be what you do when you're when you are procrastinating. Mm-hmm. And so if it has something to do with looking at what people are creating by going down an Instagram rabbit hole, well, that works for me, you know? Yeah, I sure. always said I could be a researcher easily, yeah. like, especially if it's around creativity. Yeah. One yeah. of my favorite things that we did when I worked for the branding agency was like just creating the mood boards. Oh, Kenzie, I bet your mood boards are amazing. They are. They are. They're really great. Lori, I love that you put your Pinterest, um, which we'll have all on our, um, on the show notes, but I love that you put your Pinterest up there too, because there's a lot of uh, juicy things in in all these places. Constantly I'm on Pinterest, which I have Kenzie to thank for that, because she's the one who introduced me to it long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Great resources. Oh, I love it. Well, I would love now that we know a little bit about how you got there, will you come back and we can talk about like how we keep it, how we keep it all going, how we keep ourselves above water yeah, <laughs> and sane and excited about the new thing. Absolutely. Cause sometimes I, I, I just not gonna lie. I've just been going through a slump because yeah. I have some things going on in, in life. And, you know, I was like, I never feel this way usually. Like I'm, I didn't want to paint. I was like, I didn't want to do anything. Yeah. And so- I was going through that too. Like we both were in a rut <laughs> at the same time. Mine was, I mean, you had a stomach bug going. Yeah, we had the stomach flu that ran through our house, and it just totally like deflated me. I was like, I just don't feel like doing anything right now. But then it's so funny because like I was like, okay, I really need to draw something. So I drew something, and it ended up being like one of my most liked images. I'm like, okay, I feel like I've been restored. (laughs) Well, you just have to do it. And I I posted this, but I took myself on a field trip to anthropology and. You know, I just, like, I stopped thinking about what was going on in life. And I was just looking at all the beautiful things. And, and then my brain just kicked in. It's like, Oh, yeah. Oh, I could do this or I could do that. And so a lot of times it's like making yourself go somewhere or do something Mm -hmm. new or talk to someone or, you know, just. Yeah. For those of us, you know, visual people, it's getting a little easier now, you know, to go take ourselves to an anthropology, but you know, a good museum show or a gallery show or a new series of prompts or whatever that thing is, but we have to give ourselves grace around some days, just not being the day that's going to be one we want to repeat anytime soon. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing I was telling myself. I'm like, I've been working really hard for a really long time. Yeah. I deserve a day to just relax. Nothing. (laughs) We forget that sometimes. We don't give ourselves that. And sometimes it's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, My husband even like, cause I kept saying like, I feel bad. Like I haven't done anything new. And he's like, no one's holding you accountable to this. (laughs) (laughs) 
you don't have to like, she's like, you're allowed to just take some time. Like, oh yeah. Good husband. All right. (laughs) And there's two little boys at home and there's business and there, you know, it's, it's not like, let me go sit in a beautiful field and draw some wildflowers because I don't have anything else to do today. Yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, windowsill workshops, I would love to have you on. That's that's coming up soon. So we can think of a good thing to teach there. Cause I just think oh, cool. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't know about this. Ooh. Coming up. It's coming up as soon as I can stop long enough to get it organized. <laughs> but I just think the world needs more Lori and Kenzie. So we'll just keep it, keep that conversation going. Oh, yeah, I know. Wheels are turning. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. There's so much I know we didn't even touch on that that um, that you have done and that that is coming up your way. But we'll, let's just have round two, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Yeah, thank, thank you both so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for, for being Margo. Yeah. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to, and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.